Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. Yeah, we are rocking, we are rolling, and we are live, the DFW Fitness Zone, uh, episode 22 with your favorite host, I'm Tyson Pfeiffer, Chris Ombi. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good, getting fit, getting getting stronger, getting longer, legs are getting better, so I'm starting to hit balls again, back's better, so uh, all you golfers out there, you better watch out, I'm coming for you. You're, you're coming for it. Yeah, we took a week off. Uh, I was celebrating my birthday, so uh, I'm 41. I'm officially in my 40s now, so I uh, uh, had a celebration week and uh, taking a week off and coming back with a super fun episode today. This is going to be a, a two-part podcast. Um, we are talking hydration. Yep. <laughs> you must have been thirsty. That's about as much... It's about as much as uh, I think about hydration. No, no, actually, I, I, I do have some. I want you to we'll both share our experiences. I train, you know, golfers. I've trained a lot of athletes from MMA fighters to, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, from actually from a sports specific world, training fighters, training golfers, and how to hydrate them. But you actually do more of the extreme sports stuff that you need more hydration than I do. So I look forward to hearing what you have to say, too, because I want to learn from you. Especially with, uh, I do a lot of outdoor stuff, and what got us on this topic here, we're in Texas, uh, we're having a late summer. Our Texas heat is just barely starting to kick in here in August. We're getting all 2,500 plus days, uh, 100, temperatures of 100 plus, we're getting them all in August here for some reason. So um, started to um, get our mind going on the heat and dehydration and what we need to do to stay hydrated. Uh, for outside exercising, like I do all the time, riding my bike, um, running a Spartan or hiking, mountain climbing, whatever I got going on. So we just kind of want to talk about what I've been doing, what you've been doing as far as hydration. Then we're going to dig into some of the new research and see if everything we've been doing for years and years and years is is spot on or it's just kind of garbage. Because we've seen some you know, contradicting evidence in the newest videos and research and all that. So I'll jump right in and I'll talk about what, what I've been doing. You know, we talked a little bit about hydration and dehydration in our bodybuilding days. But for an uh, athletic event, if I'm about to do a mountain bike race or race a Spartan, the way I've always done it is I hydrated up, you know, 24, 48 hours before the event, drank plenty of fluids, made sure I was super hydrated because I was on the school of thought that I've been taught, you know, besides the basic, you know, drink Ada eight glasses of water a day, get your 64 ounces in. The guys at the gym carrying around their jug of water, their gallon of water. Um, I was always in the school of thought that if you're going to participate in a sporting event, especially if it's outside, you need to be hydrated before the event, um, not just during the event. So you need to have your body at maximum hydration occupancy before you start that grueling event. So is that kind of long, uh, the, the school of thought that you've been taught as well? Oh, exactly. I mean, if, you, if, if you're thirsty, that means you're dehydrated. So that's what yeah. I've always learned. So I, my uh, hydration always started 48 hours before an event. So if you had an event on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
we start hydrating on Wednesday, to be honest with you. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. get the electrolytes up, uh, water, the Gatorade, get it to that point where, you know, you're peeing every 15 minutes because you are you're just maximum hydration. Your, your bladder becomes like the cool nightclub we talked about before, one in, one out. So you have a couple ounces coming in. Couple ounces, yeah. It's like the nightclub, you know. A couple ounces. We've never in. said. We've never said. Yeah, I talked about this before. We were talking about, you know. That's funny. Doing man. doing the number two, you know. My stomach's like the nightclub. I, oh, as soon as okay. I eat something, as soon as I eat something, the bouncer at the nightclub's like, "Hey, you, you guys gotta go. We got new. We got a new crop coming in this. So you guys. So uh, that's my train of thought. I always thought I was completely hydrated when. As soon as I would drink something, immediately I would need to urinate. Like I, in my brain, I was thinking my body's telling me, "Hey, we got enough fluids in here. Uh, let's hold off." So that's the point I would try yeah. and be at before an outdoor athletic event. All right, so give me give me an example. So yeah, if I have a like a mountain bike enduro race and we're racing um, Saturday and Sunday, I would start to hydrate up Thursday and make sure I'm getting my body to that point. Just like I said. Um, as soon as I, if I drink a Gatorade or a bottle of water, immediately I have to pee. I'd want to get myself to that point. So that way during the event, basically as I'm, I'm sweating out, I'm losing. And my, my train of thought would be, and it's kind of the old school train of thought, I guess. You're sweating out those liquids. Your body's sweating more as a, a cooling mechanism. And I'm not losing essential fluids and electrolytes that my body needs to stay at the highest performance level. So that was my train of thought. I would start drinking ex excess amounts of liquids 48 hours before. So Thursday, I would be the guy carrying around the jug of water or the extra Gatorades to get myself to that point. So Saturday, when I am racing out in the heat with full gear on, I'm sweating like crazy. My body is still going to be at the optimal hydration level. What was your train of thought if you were getting ready for like you know golfing or something like that so the uh, same thing 48 hours i mean i never took in sugar i mean i've always kind of been uh you and i both being a bodybuilder i've always been anti-sugar so you mentioned gatorade to me the first thing i think of is sugar okay uh to be a pure hydration you need sodium potassium magnesium, and zinc which comes in uh the best i found is pedialyte pedialyte if it's good enough for our kids good enough for us right yep so uh also they have something called biolite but pedialyte uh, let's say I have a someone who has an event Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right now, being summer, I mean, you know, my golfers are hitting balls every day. They're out there, you know, four, five, six hours a day. So there's no hydration. There's you have to stay. I make them drink a Pedialyte every day, right? Uh, <clears throat> so, but before a big event where they're walking three or four days, we're undulating, and you know, they're pushing a little bit harder. I have them drink a Pedialyte. Let's say they, let's say it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. I'll start them on Thursday morning. Drink a half, half a Pedialyte, uh, half because you can freeze these, which is yep. really, really cool. And the cool thing about it is they get frozen, but they're slushy. They're not frozen. So I drink a half one on Thursday. I make have them drink a half one on Thursday night, and then a half one Friday morning, and then drink it all throughout the day, and then another half one Friday night. And that's where my whole, my whole concept was, thinking was, if you get hot on the inside, you're done, plain and simple. So I always, you know, somebody asked me one day, which was a great question. I never thought about this question because 
Unfortunately, I'm not a sweater. <laughs> if that's, I do not perspire, as you would say. And in fact, in the boot, in boot camp, they would say, we're going to, we're going to do this until Ombi starts sweating. And everybody's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, because I just don't sweat. I, don't, I mean, which is, I, I sweat, but there's some people that profusely uh, sweat. And there's some people who just normally naturally sweat, right? Yep. So I've never, but I've never, uh, so I've never really taken hydration personally uh, because I've, at my events are usually not outside. I'm, you know, being a bodybuilder, being a martial artist, my stuff's always been inside. So I've never had to fight the heat yep. per se, like you do. Um, but uh, I've, I've really never, so I always, I always hydrated with Pedialyte, to be honest with you. I never okay. really thought water because every time I drink water, I got more thirsty. And so I had never, I never swallowed the Kool-Aid of drinking water. I've always I've never swallowed the Kool-Aid of drinking Gatorade, this big marketing stunt. Uh, I think it was awesome that they had those green. Remember the, every football player, every soccer player had green, you know, things with the G on it and the Gatorade and they're drinking. The green cup or the green water bottle, yep. And the orange best cooler. Mar best marketing thing in the world, <laughs> you know. But so I don't, I don't, I don't rationalize hydration with Gatorade. I basically hydration is with Pedialyte for me. Got it. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I've totally went into the marketing. I was all about water and uh, the Gatorade, and uh, the story about how Gatorade started in Florida to actually aid the Florida Gators. That's how it got the name, Gatorade. Um, yeah, and, and sugar was never really an issue for me. As you said, drinking Gatorade, first thing that came to your mind was sugar. I didn't really, I never really took in a lot of sugar to begin with. So I didn't really bother me that there was sugar in the Gatorade. For me, it was just uh, getting the fluid in and getting myself into that, what I felt was a total, complete hydrated state to get me ready for the sporting event. Um, how do you, what do you feel, or how do you feel and your thoughts on taking in electrolytes during an athletic event? So that's something that I do while riding mountain bike. I'm here holding these little tablets that I have that I put into my water bottle or my yeah. basically electrolyte tabs um, and taking in those electrolytes during an athletic event. Any benefits? Well, I mean, I, I, I think if you, if you ever get dehydrated and they take you to the hospital, what's the first thing they start chunking in you? Electrolytes. Yep. So, yeah, so I agree. Uh, you should. I've never used them. That's a good question. I've never, I've never used the – I know you can pop them in your water and your – but I've I've never used those kind. But uh, so actually, we're we're kind of good. It's it's good. There were two different backgrounds. You know, you've researched a lot on the on those kind of pills. I, from an athletic standpoint, in training athletes, uh, I've always done PD Light. I've never had anybody pass out on me or anything. So that's why I'm kind of stick and stayed with that. I don't want them to feel too heavy. To you know, be be uh, waterlogged. I guess you'd say. Yeah, uh, I definitely don't want them to be out there on the course and have to go go urinate. So, so I've never believed in uh, drinking a lot of water where you feel waterlogged. Uh, my guys drink like sips, three ounces. I don't want to stimulate the urinary tract to to basically have to go to the restroom. My whole thing is is hydrate before you know two or three days before. But when you play, you're just taking two ounce sips every two or three holes. And that's that's. I don't want them to, number one, feel waterlogged. Number two, I don't want them to have to go urinate. 
God, yeah, because I've definitely done that before where I drank too much. I was just outside in the heat and uh, just squirting so much water from my water bottle off off my bike or my hydration pack. And then you get that squishy feeling. You start exercising. You feel that water splashing around in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel like it's moving around. So I'm definitely yeah. guilty of that. Um, so what, basically what we want to do with these, these next two episodes, we want to kind of explain to everybody what Chris and I have done in the past. And then we're going to go and do some research and see if we are spot on on our hydration or we are living in the Stone Age. And what we've done in the past is not really what modern science agrees with, right? Because I think what, what people are hearing from us right now is p- pretty much what you read on page 22. I mean, it's very generic. It's very basic. I don't think anybody took anything that they could uh, grow with. But boy, I tell you, I started studying this week. Everything in the world's on the internet. And of course, it's all true. But I started researching. I, I studied a gentleman named Dr. Berg. Uh, pretty much whatever I have a question with. If you have a question about a supplement, you go to WebMD first, you know, before you go to any third party that's going to try to sell you on something. Uh, that's where I go first. But I went to Dr. Berg and I, pu- I put in, you know, water and hydration. And then I listened to a guy, Dr. Sanguru, and he, they were kind of on the same track about water and hydration. So I'm on a learning curve right now. I don't want to discuss it because I'm not educated enough to discuss this. Um, I don't think really anyone is, to be honest with you. I think it's when you talk about hydration, I think just like you and me, I think it's trial and error. Look, I this is what I read. This is what I did. I didn't die, so it must work. So, so that's why we wanted to split this into two parts. So we wanted to talk about what we've been doing because uh, we've uh, been researching this stuff. And we want to uh, get some feedback from listeners. Send us an email. Um, ask uh, DFW Fitness Zone at Gmail. Or hit us up on Twitter at DFW Fitness Zone. Um, let us know what you've been doing or if you're already a step ahead of us and you're on some of this new age hydration stuff that we've been reading about this episode we want to tell you what we've been doing and we're going to complete our research and then come back next week and let you guys know about the new findings and see you guys agree or disagree with that but i think chris we should probably take it to or at least i can let's take it to a step three on one of my next sporting events let me try the new age hydration methods and see if i notice any difference see i don't think i've found anything on hydration what these guys are saying. That's what we're going to research. I'm, we're finding, looked up hydration, but what I found more was on water intake. Yep. Daily water intake. So I might have to look, I might have to look and see what their philosophy is on hydration because they really don't talk about it. I found. If you find something this week, let me know, but I'm definitely going to look into it. I've just found on, you know, the whole, you know, who came up with this five to eight ounces of water, glasses of water, who came up with drinking off your body weight, who came up with this, who came up with that, why are people doing it, and why have people, and why do whenever you do get dehydrated, why do you go to the hospital and they fill you up with saline and not water? Water, what's too much? What's the right amount? Do we need the eight ounces a day? What are what is our body really made of? Everyone, I want, everyone wants to say that our bodies are made up of mostly water. Um, so that's the information we want to fill you in. And to keep it in our fitness world, we want to know, are these water recommendations adequately hydrating you for sporting events or fitness exercise? So, yeah. And if you want to start a little video keyboard fight, because I'm, I'm in a lot of different forums. I'm like... <laughs> Fit over 40, fit over 50, and these people, and I found one the other day about hydration. And so, of course, I put my two cents out there about hydration, the new research from Dr. Berg and blah, blah, blah. And my... The keyboard warriors came after you. Man, it's like, <laughs> man, you're, you're tough behind that keyboard, dude. I'm telling you, but 
And I, and I kept asking, show me the proof. Show me the proof where they are telling in six to eight ounces. Just show me the proof. That's all I wanted to know. Proof. Show me scientific data that proves that you need this amount of water, this much this, and this, and they couldn't do it. But no, it's going to be very, very, very interesting. I think it'll be very educational. I'm hoping that our whole purpose on Fitness Zone is to people keep people in the zone, but also you know, get them educated. I mean, we do this every day. Uh, some people are weekend warriors. Uh, they got this thing called a life and they have real jobs and stuff. So our job is to educate them. You know, we live this every day. So, you know, I love studying this stuff, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just what I do is training modalities, nutrition, hydration, helping men and women over 40 train smarter, more effectively. I mean, that's what I love. That's just who I am. So, so that's, what we're, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Water, how much is the right amount? How much is too much? Does the right amount actually keep you hydrated for a sporting event? Is there really a proper general guideline for hydration or does it vary so much individual, individual? So um, today we told you about what we've done in the past, what we're doing right now and what we've been reading. And we're going to bring you part two next week, guys. So stay tuned. It'll be a great episode. And don't forget, chime in, hit us up on Twitter, shoot us an email, listen to all the podcasts on DSP Media. Yep. We, we appreciate all the uh, emails. We're getting a lot more emails now. We're getting a lot more questions, which is awesome. Well, I think yes. we're going to have to have a, a Q&A day one day because we're getting questions from people that are reading our, our uh, listener. What is it? Listenership is growing. So thank you out there for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And I, well, I think we might have beat the, the lady over 50 this time. Did you see the, that? The sensual over 60? Yeah. We're still beating them. Yeah, I check up on that. I check up on that central <laughs> over 60. That's your, that's your goal? <laughs> that's my goal. Is just keep, a, keep us on that podcast list well ahead of the central over 60 podcast. So Stay above them. We're good. We are rocking it. Today's show brought to you by Kavla for Men, powered by Testofen. Kavla for Men acts as a natural anabolic enhancer that turns away stubborn belly fat, restores lost energy, and even helps build strength and lean muscle. More importantly, Kavla for Men can give you back the confidence you need for better physical and mental performance at work, at home, and even in the bedroom. Optimize your physical performance, build stronger and leaner muscles fast, improve your mood, and feel stronger and younger with Kavla for Men, powered by Testofen, K-A-V-L-A. Look for Kavla for Men on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Amazon, and on the web at kavlafermen.com. All right, guys, we'll be back next week with some more information, part two of this. Um, Tim, play those beautiful sponsors and some outro music. This is the DFW Fitness Zone. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Listen, like, subscribe, and share. We're out.